0: out okay and welcome back to Vast Jet performance I am Tim Davies and I've got another podcast out for you this one is about change it is the new year we are looking to do some awesome things so a lot of us rush out and make huge change and uh, what I've been reading about really is the foundational base that you need to have in order to make that change stick okay we'll talk about that in a second I've got another podcast out uh coming out pretty soon actually within the week, probably, um, talking about how I almost crashed a £50 million pound tornado in Northern Europe about uh, 11 years ago. That's quite an interesting one. So, just before I hit you with that podcast then, again, download a podcast device, speed me up, increase your learning, minimise the time you take in doing so. I've actually launched a store page on my website, and there's a reason for this. It's because the costs of running this site um, through hosting of the podcast and hosting of the site itself it's getting a bit expensive and no one actually helps me with that. The Air Force don't throw any money my way. So I'm trying to offset that a little bit if I can. And all I'm saying is I'm putting stuff up on this uh, stores page that I use. They are affiliate links. Now you haven't got to use them. I fully understand if you don't want to. I get about two to 3% of all, if anyone buys anything on this, honestly, I get about two to three. Affiliate marketing, I'm reading about it now. It's not what's cracked up to me, to be honest with you. If anyone knows a better way of doing this, please uh, let me know. It's not going to make millions. It's purely going to offset uh, running of this site, which is over about, about £100 a month actually at the moment. It's, it's quite expensive because obviously I have to um, have the podcast and everything else hosted. I'm trying to offset that a little bit. If I can, Go to the stores page. It's called Awesome Products That Real Pilots Use. Now, if I don't use this stuff, I know pilots on the squadron that do. And if it's not pilots on the squadron that are using this stuff, then it's guys out in North America, in Australia, guys that are flying in French jets, German jets, whatever it is. I know they're using this stuff because they tell me. All right. So, this is, I put some books on there as well that I read. I think you want to have a look at the books section, especially if you're in uh, some kind of business, maybe entrepreneurial, you work with teams. Interesting stuff there. Three categories on this stores page books. Awesome stuff and health and fitness. I'm going to try and leave it at those three um, categories if I can. Again, if any of you are flying airplanes out there, and there's something that you use all the time and you really like, it can be anything. In fact, my wife just bought what is this thing next to me now? It's called a Morphe Richards. Uh, it's like a Hoover. It's, I'm looking at it now. It kind of you plug it in. It's a cordless vacuum cleaner it does take 14 hours to charge but it gives you about 15 minutes of use and it means you haven't got to drag your big hoover out this thing is like cable free you rip it out you go and hoover up real quick and it's done i really like that thing so that's i use that thing because i think it's a great it's 29 pounds it saves me a lot of hassle i'll whack that on the site pretty soon okay so stores page. then at fast performance have a look at stuff there obviously it's what we're all using right let's get this up then let's read through it for you now It is, where is it on the podcast page, Uh, it's all about change, it is how you can build a solid foundation for change in five simple steps, even if you failed before. Now we think about ourselves a lot, if you are stuck in a cage with a crocodile, you think about that a lot too, but you're not stuck in a cage with a crocodile, but you are stuck with you, and unlike crocodiles, we humans are easily deluded by the next great thing. I mean, everything will be okay when we get the new car, we get the new job, we move to a better area. We imagine that when these things happen, everything will be okay. But it won't. It won't because we often use these things to replace an emptiness inside of us, a foundational fragility. And if that emptiness isn't addressed, then no amount of cars, promotions or houses will make us happy. Now, Wikipedia says the self is a subject of one's own experience of phenomena, perception, emotions, thoughts. What we are really after is not new toys, but a better self. People make the mistake of thinking that material things will make them happy, when what they really want is to just be happy. And to become happy, content, or satisfied with your life, you'll sometimes have to change a few things. Let's have a look at five things That you can do to ensure your attempts at change have the highest chance of success. Step one. Understand that you cannot create lasting change if you're doing it for someone else. In order to change, you have to firmly believe that you need to. You can't do it because you think people will like you more if you do. Changes made for other people never stick. You must be adopting change to improve for one person only. And that's you. This means that you're gonna have to start valuing yourself more. And for some, this can be hard. You need to make some time in your life for you. Now I once read a story about a man who upon seeing a commuter fall in front of an incoming tube train, threw himself on top of her, saving them both as the train rolled over them. Amazing, yes, but you can bet that he's probably thought about this scenario before. He'd done the journey every day for many years, And in his time, he quite possibly thought about whether two people could fit under a train. How much anticipation would be required when he jumped from the platform and what his survival chances were. I'm not taking anything away from his bravery, but just saying that his mind had probably been pre-warned of this event. Much like those who make massive changes in their lives and appear on Oprah. They've been overweight for many years and conscious of the family and co-workers' continual comments on their physical appearance. They've been on every diet imaginable and read every healthy eating book ever written. Yet they still never lost any weight. When they do decide to lose weight for good, they do it for themselves and nobody else. There's not much that is going to stop them and this is why they make the headlines. They've been preparing subconsciously for this moment for years. What we all think as amazing is actually just massive, individual, subconscious preparation. And when it comes to attempting changes in our lives, that's something most of us haven't done. This means that when we decide to make these changes at New Year, especially if they are for a partner or our friends, there is every chance that by February we'd have lapsed. Gyms know this, which is why they'll oversubscribe members in January, knowing that in a couple of months people will still be paying for service they don't use changing yourself for someone else does not work step two know that it is the small changes that are effective changes that are too big rarely last yes some people can make huge changes and we often see them on the internet or a talk show under a clickbait headline such as she didn't believe she could but then 400 pounds later just look at her now but let's be honest if they didn't change they're probably going to die and death well, that can be a big motivator. The majority of the time, however, it's the small changes that are the most effective. I've written before about Dave Brailsford, General Manager and Performance Director for Team Sky, Great Britain's professional cycling team. He introduced a policy of improving everything the team did by very small amounts, understanding the theory of the aggregation of marginal gains. And I've actually got a post written about that. Go and search for it. He recognised that he could not improve the overall team performance by a significant amount on its own. It was just too much to ask. But if he improved all of the little things by just 1%, the overall improvement would increase too. Here's a quote then. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself, in your way of thinking. That is by a chap called Marcus Aurelius. Have a look uh, Look him up. He said some very sensible things. You see... For a lot of us, our foundations are fragile and just not ready to support the skyscraper we are trying to build. Not only have we not checked that our foundations can support the structure of change, but we haven't even attempted to reinforce it yet. There are still many fractures within our everyday selves that require attention. Many are hidden, but some are still visible. If you're trying to stop drinking, but have a job you hate and your family that is out of control, you have many issues at the core of you That need addressing first. People don't have drink problems because they like the taste. They drink to change the way they feel. And often to numb them from underlying issues. Here's a quote. Before I tell you who this was. Have a think about this quote. With uh, Well when you hear it who it is. Have a think about this. I was in a small town. Where it's not the edge of the world. But you can see it from there. And when I thought drinking. I just thought. Hey maybe drinking will help. Because I felt alone and afraid. And it was the worst thing in the world. The next thing you know, it's a problem and you're isolated. Now that was Robin Williams telling The Guardian how he fell off the wagon after 20 years of sobriety while on a movie set in Alaska in 2003. It's a very sad story. There's been a number of studies that suggest one's environment is of significant importance when trying to make change in someone's life. With drugs and alcohol and nicotine are included here. A change of environment can be hugely beneficial when trying to stop, which is why help centres recommend going for long walks or changing your social patterns when trying to quit. Now, going to the pub, but just drinking lemonade, that isn't actually very good advice. Small changes in drug addiction tend not to work too well. Cutting down on severe alcohol or nicotine dependency isn't an effective remedy, which is why nicotine patches or the continual supplementation of nicotine, the drug you are trying to remove from your body, doesn't work for many people who are trying to quit. Now, when I quit smoking many years ago, I eventually only achieved it by removing the problem, the cigarettes. I didn't use patches and electronic cigarettes weren't available back then, so my recovery was purely abstinence-based. You wouldn't imagine a heroin addict could just recover by only using heroin once a week. So how could a smoker do the same by just cutting down? Drugs aside, though, most of us see change as a necessity at new year. And for those who fail to prepare, are just preparing to fail. And that's the quote right there. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Now, Tony Robbins talks of his success cycle of potential, action, results, and belief. His theory is that everybody has the potential to change, but the need to take action and see the results before they believe that they can truly change. Now, he says that the hardest thing he finds is getting people to take action because they don't yet believe they can change this is a quote from someone you might know called tim davies people undervalue themselves they don't feel that they have the potential to achieve so never take the first step of the cycle small changes will have the highest chance of success try to remember that one that's actually quite a positive one out of this post that's the small changes will have the highest chance of success okay step three you must visualize the new you. Now, I'm a big advocate of visualization as a strategy as we use it so much in aviation. If you can imagine yourself later in the year with the new change fully in place, what does that look like to you? We use it when preparing for a flight, especially in a highly dynamic multi-platform exercise, such as red flag, a huge exercise in the Nevada desert. We say, what does success look like to us? And we say that as we start planning the mission. If I was doing this about a New Year's resolution, I would say to myself, in March, what do I now look like if weight loss was my goal? Or how confident and secure am I if it was addiction cessation? Or what friends and activities do I have now if it was about social attainment? I envisage scenarios that will be challenging for me and where I may regress to my old ways. I then set out strategies that I can employ to cope with them. This way, they're no longer going to be of a surprise to me. Here's a quote. A successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. That's from a guy called David Brinkley, who was quite a famous US newscaster. If you have to drive your car on a racetrack, you'd be stupid not to do a little research about it first. You'd find someone driving on YouTube, look for the dangerous corners where you might crash and plan where to start breaking. It's the same with change. Plan to succeed, not to fail. Another powerful technique I employ is called the Dickens Process. This is a neuro-linguistic programming technique which uses the Dickens story of Scrooge and his visions of Christmas past and future to help you visualize effective change. It says that you cannot just look at the rewards of the actions you are about to take, but that you must also look at the cost of inaction. Okay, let's start at a crossroads. One road shows you what it will look like if you do change, and the other road if you don't. Let's walk down that road where you haven't changed. If I was thinking that I should lose some weight, I'd visualize the future me if I was to do nothing. The loss of self-esteem, the poor dietary choices, the clothes that won't fit anymore or the comments my friends might make of me. I would think ahead one year, then three and on to five. Wow, if I did nothing, what would I look like in five years time? Do I really want that? Let's go back to the crossroads and start again. Now, what if I made a positive change? How would I feel after a month? Well, maybe I'd feel a little empty. That's only natural, but I'd also feel that I'd achieved something. Maybe I could go and buy some new clothes. What about in six months' time? Maybe my friends might notice my weight loss, which is a bonus, or I might start to feel and look a lot better. And what about in a year's time? What would I look and feel like then? Can you visualize how awesome that might feel? Visualization is exceptionally powerful in keeping you on the right track in attaining your change goals. Sometimes writing these down as a list or mind map is useful for referring back to if you're ever feeling low. Don't think about what you're giving up, about what you are gaining. Step four, try to keep a gratitude diary. Here's a quote, when a person doesn't have gratitude, something is missing in his or her humanity. That's by Ellie Wiesel. One thing that can really help is to keep A diary, but not just an ordinary diary, a gratitude diary. A gratitude diary is just a notebook where at the end of each day, some use it each week, you write three to five lines about what you are grateful for. Some of these might just be that you are thankful that you didn't have a cigarette today, or that you feel healthier and are grateful that you'll see your grandkids grow up. It can have a very powerful effect, especially if you review them every month or so. It gives real substance to what you are doing. Step five, last step. Recognize that you will sometimes want to return to the old you. Change is hard. That's why you haven't done it yet. There will be a time during your efforts to change where you will find that it would just be so much easier to just go back to the old you. Yes, of course it would. But you knew this would happen and have planned for it. But if you do regress, it's okay. Pick yourself up and carry on. The quote here is, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. And that was Confucius. But if you're finding it hard, then I recommend taking a knee. What this means is that when you're finding it difficult, you should just take some time out for yourself and really try and remember what life was like before you committed to changing. Sometimes, especially when dealing with dependencies or addictions, I've actually found that physically... Dropping a knee to the ground or sitting down on the floor with your legs crossed can be very useful indeed. It says to your mind, it's okay, I'm having trouble with this, so I'm just taking a minute here to get myself together. It doesn't matter what action you do, make sure it is one that says to your mind that you're just taking some time for yourself. I use kneeling on one knee as a form of anchoring from NLP, which associates my actions with a more resourceful state. In this case, a state of calm and reflection. So, when you think about your New Year's resolutions, really have a think about making some small but tangible changes first. Maybe use January as a pre change month where you take some time out for you and look hard at the foundation you are starting with. Maybe there's some areas that you could patch up first before you attempt to force a large change upon yourself. There's a little point in paying for gym membership when you can't even walk around the block. So, let's sort your foundations out first. And at the end of the day, Those of us that recognise why we are trying to change are the ones most likely to succeed. Sometimes you have to be belligerent in your efforts to change and some of us will lose friends on the way. Sun Tzu says if you know the enemy and yourself, you need not fear the results of a 100 battles. You'll find that some people, family even, will resent your efforts. That's just because you are inadvertently highlighting their failings and their own inability to change. Don't apologise for trying to improve yourself. Never apologise for that. Stand tall and enjoy the journey For soon you'll be a stronger and more successful version of the former you And you know what that means? It means you've changed Guys and girls, thanks so much I really appreciate you listening to that one That was a long one to be honest with you But I really want to get something out there Those five steps It's all about getting that core foundation It's about looking at the fragility of yourself Sometimes we don't do that We don't take time for ourselves We just work hard for other people and you remember putting that oxygen mask on in the airplane? They tell you to do it first before you put your kids or your wife's or your husband's oxygen mask on or whatever it might be. They tell you to put yours on first because without helping yourself, you can't help other people. So take some time out in January for yourself, okay? Sort out where you're going to be for the rest of the year, then you can start helping others. Okay, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate your help. Please whack some comments out there and stuff. I really would like that, especially on the podcast if you can. Um, help people find it, that's the good thing. Okay, Uh, thanks so much. Uh, Tim Davies, Fast Up Performance.